the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And Corner Office CEO. We are the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Residents in the capital of Canada's Northwest Territories have been heeding evacuation warnings as a large wildfire burned just miles outside the city of 20,000 people on Friday. Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said in comments airing on CTV his administration is doing all it can. The federal government is there uh, with uh, uh, significant military assets. We're uh, coordinating the uh, air evacuations. We're making sure uh, that we're uh, there to respond to all the needs uh, of of community now and will be there in the coming months and years. Meanwhile, parts of Southern California were put under a tropical storm watch for the very first time on Friday as Hurricane Hillary grew to a Category 4 storm and is poised to hit the region as a tropical storm as early as tomorrow. We're showing the system moving to the northwest through the weekend and then maybe turning to the north. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple, heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over a half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD, and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. If you're going to fix complicated problems, you have to learn how to fix simple problems first. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning and welcome. King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440, where we have no mushrooms. We have no mushrooms today. Uh, we'll explain that a little bit in case you didn't get the reference in a little while. But uh, beautiful day today, um, but going to be very hot today. Hopefully, if you're listening to us on Sunday, you're going to have a better day. Uh, tomorrow, at least if the forecasts are correct. And when are forecasts ever correct? Uh, not often. 
651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. And I'm going to flip my script a little bit. Normally what we do here on the King Banyan Show is we take you through the the economic news, and typically we focus on what's happening in the United States. We focus on latest economic data and so forth. Uh, and 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 what's the Fed going to do? So I'm going to defer all of that to hour two um, for for a couple of reasons. First of all, it wasn't that big a news week. In fact, the Federal Reserve officials, if anything, seem to be biding their time, waiting to waiting for uh, waiting for more news on the one hand, and waiting to all meet up at Jackson Hole, which happens next weekend. So next weekend, we. I don't know uh, the Kansas City Fed, which runs the Jackson Hole Conference, has not posted a full schedule of who is speaking when. With any luck, we may have uh, some of the speakers on Friday and and early Saturday. There's never audio, but we can at least tell you what's happening at that time. Um, Hey, uh, Salem Twin Cities, if you ever wanted to do, uh, do your radio host a solid... Um, I could use a ticket to Jackson Hole. I would love to attend this conference once. It's on my bucket list. Once to Jackson Hole, once to Omaha for the Berkshire Hathaway stockholder meeting, shareholder meeting, hopefully before the passing of uh, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. Um, make those two things happen, and uh, I, you know, I can die a happy man. Uh, but I can't do much with that story because it's all based on information to come and who I'm not going to speculate on what happens. Federal fiscal policy is kind of on the sidelines. We're not seeing very much, which is why the news from what's happening in Maui is gathering so much attention is because there's kind of a vacuum of news. And I know, I I know we're saying this at a time when, when on the politics side, my friends Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson and Jack Tomzak over on AM twelve eighty the Patriot, our sister station. Um, uh, you'll you'll have them on the, you'll have them on this afternoon, tomorrow afternoon over there. Um, uh, check your local listings, as they used to say. Um, they got lots to talk about because politics, particularly particularly with a debate coming up this week, and 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 with indictments and all that. There's lots of stuff there here in the business world. Not a lot of news being generated, which is again why, which is why, who's going to the debate and who's not, who got indicted and who didn't, and all that is occupying so much time. Yet I think in the background there are two stories that really demand your attention. One of them you're probably paying attention to because if you listen to this show, you know that we've been saying. We've been saying, I've been saying, I know about you, I've been saying that I still think a recession is is more likely than not sometime in 2023. I'm increasingly the lonely voice in the in the wilderness. Uh, you might call me the person hanging on, unwilling to admit to reality uh, and so forth. More data came in that's, that sort of runs against my view, including the, the including the GDP now casts that you read i'm going to talk about those in the second hour because frankly at this moment there isn't anything that i'm hearing in this last week or so that caused me to change my mind and caused anybody else to change their mind the data that existed for july is good data it says the economy did not enter a recession in july Okay, July is not the last month of 2023. Okay, so let me put that to one side. I'm going to return to that point in the second hour. I want to spend the rest of this hour trying to describe some broader issues happening in China, which led to us talking about about First Country Garden, which 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 I thought was the name of the the restaurant Janet Yellen ate mushrooms at but turns out to be a property development company, right? I mean, country this, garden that, don't they sound like restaurant names? No, it turns out it's a property developer. In humongous trouble, 
And then on top of that, as if to say, yoo-hoo, over here, we're still here, Evergrande, uh, the large property development company that ran into trouble earlier this year and was all the discussion really going back into the second half of 2022, reappears uh, Friday morning after filing for Chapter 15 bankruptcy protection. I'm not going to really do much for you in terms bankruptcy code if you are a lawyer and particularly if you're a bankruptcy lawyer call me 651-289-4477 i don't know that i've ever tried to understand that particular chapter of the of bankruptcy law but as i understand it it applies to companies that are foreign based but have obligations within the united states so let me quick explain why a chinese company files for bankruptcy in New York City, or Manhattan to be precise. They file, okay, a company like Evergrande is going to have bonds that it creates, debt that it creates, that's denominated in dollars. If you want international investors to buy your debt, you would want your debt to be denominated in a currency that they will consider, your investors will consider safe, and and yes, is the dollar is the dollar safe and so forth, and the downgrade from Fitch and all that. Nonetheless, you know, it, it, an overused metaphor: it's the cleanest, dirty shirt in the laundry. Okay, the dollar's a terrible currency, except when you compare it to all the others. Okay. Yep, I hear you, gold. I hear you. I hear you, Bitcoin. It's like, oh, no, no, Bitcoin. Go, go, stand over there. You're, you're not a, you're, you're not a safe investing currency. Gold. Okay, I hear that, but, but the return on gold has been, has been, I would argue, worse even than the return on the dollar. Depending on what, what holding period you want to talk about. So. Go back to Evergrande. They have they want to sell bonds. They're denominated in dollars. So the parent company in China has a presence in New York through which it sells dollar-denominated debt, including bonds, on exchanges in a variety of different places. It has something along the it has, it has. Uh, I'm trying to find the number I have. Um, I'm looking for, looking to find the number. Um, it has Evergrande's liabilities are three hundred billion dollars. They're not all in dollar-denominated bonds, but a significant fraction of them will be. So we're talking about billions of dollars. In fact, I think the, I think the number. That are uh, that are currently being put in abeyance by the by this ruling is twenty six billion dollars, not huge, right? It's it's not even twenty percent. It's you know twenty twenty six billion is not even uh, nearly the size of Silicon Valley Bank, but it's a significant number. And given that you've got Country Garden behind it. That's going to create some issue. That 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 create that creates some issues. We also found out that a company called uh, Zhangji Enterprise Group missed payments on some of its investment products. Zhangji is a trust, and it they call them they call them trust funds in China. We would probably call them hedge funds. They are high return, high risk securities that are that are offered to investors. Um, that have that have a they're not like hold the maturity. They don't work like a stock. They look a little bit more like a loan. And they have scheduled payments. And Zhongji missed some of those payments. And and so that's three different companies in China that are having issues. In the filing for bankruptcy yesterday, Evergrande said said they were in the process of restructuring the parent company. 
That restructuring means that they're going to approach the holders of the bonds, the dollar bonds, and look for some way to reduce the liability. So if there is, again, I'm doing this from memory, but I think the number is $26 billion. Okay, so let's just work with that. If there's $26 billion in bonds that are, that now they're say, that are dollar-denominated, and they're saying we need to restructure those, what that means is they're either going to shift out or lengthen the time to maturity on those bonds. They're going to delay payments to help their cash flow situation. And or, they could do all of these, and or they could look for a reduction in principal. So they could go to the they could go to those folks and say we owe you 26 billion dollars collectively that's due in 2027 let's say we would like to we you could imagine them saying we would like to pay you off in 2030 rather than in 2027 we would want to reduce the principal by 10% okay now the math gets a little harder uh, so that takes me to $23.4 billion rather than 26. So I'm going to write $2.6 billion off immediately. That's going to help me get back into balance. And I'm not going to pay you. We, you're going to agree not to receive an interest payment for the next, say, two years. The lawyers of the bondholders can agree to all of that, some of that, none of that. That's what they're trying to do. And they're doing that at in uh, in negotiations that are happening that it would be covered by agreements in in Hong Kong and apparently in uh, the Cayman Islands. We are only filing for bankruptcy in the United States because that's where the bonds are registered, so that they can trade in in the United States. All right, I need to take a break here. When I come back. Why do we care about any of this? Why would you here in the United States give a give a hoot about Evergrande or Country Garden or Zhangji? I'll try to explain that to you after this here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Soaking up the sun in Fiji. Walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-583-0141. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-583-0141. That's 800-583-0141. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio each month for news, weather, and emergency information. 
A new bill in Congress would make sure AM radio remains in cars. Because when cell and internet services are down, this free service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text STOP to STOP. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Hey, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. Here's who we are. We're expert hail inspectors and give you an honest opinion on if you have damage. You could even say, we make an impact. We'd be honored if you look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. It's been a hard day's night, and I've been working like a dog. It's been a hard day's night. I should be sleeping like a log. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. The Biz 1440, and just a moment to share news uh, that came uh, came from the Star Tribune within the last hour. Um, Governor, uh, former Governor Al Qui. Um, who also had served in Congress for ten terms before he became governor back in the uh, back in the I think it was 1980 when he was elected. I'm trying to remember when that was exactly, but uh, he's passed away at the age of 99. Uh, just announced this morning in the Star Tribune. I had the pleasure of uh, actually meeting and talking with Governor Kui uh, a couple of times. Uh, an absolutely uh, great, kind human. Um, and um, I, because this is a business show, I won't say too much more. If I was if I, if I was doing a politics show, we we could take a half hour to talk about uh, Al Qui. Uh, terribly underrated in terms of his, uh, I think, terribly underrated in terms of his impact on the state of Minnesota. Anyway, um, uh, Al Qui dies at the age of ninety nine, uh, as uh, noted in the Star Tribune. I reposted it using my uh, using my X feed or twitter feed uh with our with our handle at banyan show um so go ahead and find that there 651-289-4477 with the with your questions and comments today i'm trying to take some time to explain why would you care what's going on in china i had actually um some a a, a good friend send me just a text message it's like What's the impact of this on the United States? Uh, and and that's why I decided I was going to do this hour, the first hour on this. It's like because this is a really smart guy, and he's like, he and he's asking, well, why? What? What's the issue here? Um, and I think it's a, I think it's a very, I, I think it's a very important issue, and uh, wanted to, um, wanted to uh, uh, share that with you. So. Three, three, two of the three elements really came together for us this week. So a week ago, or yeah, tw- ten days ago, uh, we find out the country garden is is announcing that they're they're in they're in danger of um, of default. Okay, because they had failed to make a payment on their debt. Evergrande's been in trouble for again the better part of a year. And that's been well known. And then, and so what happened was, of course, a number of places began to pull back investing in these companies. And the one, the one place that didn't was this company called Zhongji, these this trust fund, okay, this hedge fund developer. Okay, it would be like if you wanted to have an analog for Zhongji, it would be like. If you were, if you're a teacher, or uh, particularly if you're a college pro- or a college professor, like me, you have your money per ten- potentially tied up in TIAA CREF, right? A large pension fund. Evergrande and Country Garden would be the kinds of companies into which a a, a pension fund like TIAAA could invest into to guarantee some future returns to pay back pensioners. In the case of, of Zhongji, these are not these are private savings. This isn't a pension plan per se, but these are private savings and it's worth remembering in the United in the in excuse me, in China, savings is a huge part of the fam, of the portfolio because 
government-paid pension plans like a Social Security are really, really small in these com- in, in, in China. If in China you tried to live only on your pension once you had reached retirement age, you would have a very poor life. You need the revenue, the income that comes from your savings to actually have in your in your 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 golden years anything that resembled the standard of living you had when you were working. Okay, so set all right, and and, and so savings is a big deal. Buying houses is a big deal because you could easily be without a home, and. And so, and so, what happens is that many many families are desperate to buy homes into which they can earn a capital gain through buying the house and then perhaps selling the house later at some level of profit. That's part of their strategy, and that means that there's this large market for housing. Housing investment in China is about 20% of their GDP. To put that in perspective, in the United States, it's about six. So it's more than three times housing investment in China as it is the United States. Another important fact about China is a lot of that investment is spurred and supported by local governments. One of the differences between what happens in what happens in the uh, what happens in China and the U.S. one one of the similarities, but also differences in is in China you have government debt at a federal level, but then you have a lot of debt that's issued by local governments. Same thing happens in the United States. States and municipalities issue debt. In China, a lot of the local government debt is devoted to to not just economic development but housing development. I speak to you as someone who's been for the last 10 years a member of and for the last 6 uh, uh chair of the St. Cloud the City of St. Cloud's Economic Development Authority. We don't invest in housing. There's a separate housing place, but our budget and the amount of money that we spend on that on, on the amount of money that we devote to supports is a very, very small number. Even in places larger like Minneapolis and St. Paul, where you think government spends money rampantly on on affordable housing plans and so forth. And they, they do compared to a place like St. Cloud, they do they, they spend a lot more, even as a share of their of their area's income. It is minuscule compared to the amount of spending that happens in China. So when we talk about debt overhang and debt default in China, it's in part, in no small part, government debt. But importantly, it's local government debt. It's not federal. It's not central government debt. So people will say, well, it's borrowing by the CCP. Yes, but it's not by the it's 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 not by the the central committee of the CCP. It's by the various local governments' party organs. And part of the conflict that's happening in China, and we're going to talk about this. I got some I got some audio to play for you. There was a wonderful debate last night on uh, on Bloom on Wall Street Week between Larry Summers, who I'm just going to play one clip of, but the the one that I found more interesting was the his counterpart in this debate in in this debate a guy that invests a lot in china uh uh stephen ratner who worked for the obama administration whereas whereas summers worked for the clinton administration so these are two guys who are both i would consider i consider summers more center than center left ratner is more more center left than than center he's not a leftist he's still a in my mind, sort of a mainstream economic thinker. But the point here is the debt there is is significant. And why it matters to you is the central government now 
President Xi has to figure out whether and how he's going to help these companies, which by which doing so bails out not only them, but the local governments in China and their communist parties. This is the political this is the political economy of China. The intertwining of of something somebody like Zhang Ji or Country Garden or Evergrande with local government agencies there. You do get the sense listening to 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 President Xi and to and the statements from the from the central government in China that they're not at all happy. <laughs> With what's been happening out in the provinces, that they they are you know little by little extracting a extracting a pound of flesh from various players, and what we're going to do is we're going to hear more about we're going to hear more about that, and then why does that matter to you? Because I think the Chinese government's going to have to do something, and that's going to have a significant impact on consumption and on production in other countries, including the United States. We'll tease through those effects right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. an injury or illness? Wondering if you'll be able to keep your job or when you can return to work? The Minnesota Retain program may be able to help. Participants may qualify for free support from experts who can guide you through the next steps to get you back to work quickly and safely. Visit mnretain.com or call 507-284-4537 to learn more. Minnesota Retain is fully funded under a grant awarded by the U.S. Department of Labor and the Social Security Administration. This message is brought to you by Minnesota Retain, this station, and the Minnesota Broadcasters Association. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Record-setting four-time Emmy Award winner Michelle Tafoya discusses politics and the state of our culture free from mainstream media pressures. That means you'll find unhindered commentary and astute observations that bring greater depth to the topic at hand. Insight from subject matter experts and thought leaders round out the conversation. The Michelle Tafoya Podcast, free on YouTube or stream via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. i 
Oh, I love this song. Ugh. I, I, you take me all the way back to being 16, and, and I want to think I had that on 8-track tape. I had an 8-track tape player by car, and if you did too, you're my kind of person. Um, you're also probably my age. Uh, 651-289-4477, King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440, 651-289-4477. We're talking about China um, and a confluence of events that have happened in the last two weeks, uh, starting with the uh, missed payments by uh, Country Garden, a property developer, uh, and then uh, then the impact of uh, of what's happened to uh, Zhangji, which is also now missing payments on it, basically on tr- on debt products it sells to investors that are trying to make some higher returns on on income there, on, on, make higher income off their investments, uh, and then yesterday sort of topped off with uh, the early morning news that Evergrande which has been a troubled property developer, another one, like Country Gardens, um, had filed for Chapter 15 bankruptcy protection. Uh, uh, go back and listen to earlier in the podcast uh, for, me, for my explanation of why they did that, that they're trying to restructure their debt. They clearly are looking for a workout. And that's important because it means that they do not necessarily think they have the ability to just get bailed out by the Chinese government, by the central government. They think they have to find their own way, their own solution, and that some of the some of the losses from Evergrande are going to be put on to those people who invested in them, including external investors. Right? That makes investing in, in Chinese uh, uh, debt products a little more risky, means their interest rate's going to go up, uh, it's it, it and I think it puts some bit of a drag on uh, on on investment in other parts of the world as well. Uh, it's it's sort of a hard lesson learned. But I wanted to play first for you over over, over on Yahoo Finance yesterday. Uh, Paul Christopher, who's a uh, global investment strategist for Wells Fargo, um, was on to discuss what was happening in China right now and the Evergrande uh, announcement of bankruptcy proceedings. Uh, let's go ahead and play this, Spencer. This is cut five. One thing that's in the, I'll say, in the corner of the eye for a lot of investors is whether or not China is following the path of Korea uh, and Japan. Uh, countries that after their respective wars in the 40s and then in the 50s developed very quickly, especially through the, the use of government-directed bank credit, so government-directed industrial policies. Uh, and, and inevitably, government-directed policies will get some things wrong. They'll put money where it shouldn't be in bad businesses, bad industries. Uh, and so the debt gets to be too high, and then there has to be uh, a consolidation that the debt has to be written off. And so that's the concern with China's property market right now uh, is that there will be debts that the government can't handle. I don't think that's really the case, at least not yet. Uh, We've seen this with Evergrande before. Uh, I think the Chinese government can do what it it needs to do to hold stability there. But but they do have some consolidation that they need to do in the coming years uh, if they're going to right the ship uh, in terms of uh, how they use capital and how they use debt in China. So they Really well said. I think China, I mean, can China write the check? Yes, it could. But here's what happens if they write the check. If they write the check, they have to ease monetary policy, which they did. I haven't even discussed what happened with the People's Bank of China reducing their interest rates while everyone else is raising theirs. China is reducing their interest rate. They reduced their 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 primary, their primary credit rate by 15 basis points, 0.15%. Uh, on Thursday, um, and and that's big for them because they typically will not move by more than 10 basis points at a time. So 0.15 doesn't sound like very much, but psychologically it's a pretty it's it's a pretty big move for them. Now, basic economic principles. So I probably wouldn't teach it in the first week of my of my principles course, but I would teach it sometime in the principles course. Would be when two countries move in the opposite direction in terms of the interest rates in those two countries, 
the exchange rate between those two countries changes in favor of the one whose interest rate is rising and against the one whose interest rate is falling. I'll say that again so that you can follow along. When two countries are changing their interest rates, the exchange rate will move in favor of the country whose interest rate is rising and fall relative to the country whose interest rate is falling. Now, what does I mean in favor of? In favor of means if you are, you're in the United States, you hold dollars. Your dollars are able to now earn a higher interest rate than they did before because the Federal Reserve is trying to choke off inflation. Right? If you're a Chinese investor, you're looking at that and saying, I would really like to invest in the United States because those, those bonds are tasty at 5%. I would like that. And so you're going to want to convert your yuan into dollars. And that means, therefore, that you're going to take your, you're going to, you're going to spend that money. You're going to spend, you're going to get rid of your yuan and want to buy dollars, meaning that the value of the yuan is going to depreciate. Now, the impact on the United States is then a depreciating foreign currency means that the goods from that country get cheaper and therefore investment excuse me imports not invest imports should rise relative to the united states relative to what they would be otherwise china is going to try in essence to export its way out of its problem by trying to earn dollars through additional additional exports problem it right at the present moment the united states is the, and other western countries have been buying not goods but experiences. The, United, the trade deficit with China is dropping, and it's not because of exchange rate issues or interest rate issues. It's because we, at this moment, we pulled a lot of our purchases of goods into 2020 and 2021, and now we don't need any more. We're kind of flush in terms of, of you know, if you wanted to get a newer car, you could have bought one at a fairly low interest rate. If you're willing to wait the time for one to be delivered, you're good to go. If you wanted new, if you wanted new furniture, you wanted new appliances and so forth, you've been doing that since 2020. How could China actually send more of those types of goods to us? Probably not. So that means the exchange rate has to tilt a lot in order for China to use the use the uh, the foreign trade channel to try to correct the imbalance. That's an that's an important piece of this. So what China might do instead is rather than changing interest rates too much, remember their interest rates down in the low twos. They have a variety of interest rates, so I'm not going to give you a single number like I would with a Fed funds rate. They have they that like like Europe, like the ERP and central bank, China operates two or three different different interest rates and moves them up and down in lockstep, right? But they they move them all about they move them all 15 basis points. Those interest rates are now at two two and a quarter percent. If they would reduce them much more, if they tried to reduce them more, they're they're heading toward the zero bound. In that they are now going to be in the place that we were at back in March of 2020, three years later. While the rest of the world is maybe going through a slight recession, but not something terribly big, China is going to be trying to find its way out of this. The bigger issue is what to do with that debt. Now, to get to that, last night on Wall Street Week, um, they had on two, two folks, very sharp. Both of them have worked in Democratic administrations. One you hear, I, it feels like I play Larry Summers every week. I might. I don't know. I think he's a really sharp guy. Worked in the Clinton administration. And then Stephen Ratner, who, worked, who was an official within the Obama administration, uh, but now is the is the chief investment officer for Willett Advisors, 
which does a lot of investing in China. So he's on last night. And after Summers spent a fair amount of time, I think, kind of just uh, dragging uh, Chinese macro policy through the mud, uh, Ratner had some pushback because he still invests in China and he's not as nearly as negative as the other. Let me play at least this first clip. This is Stephen Ratner last night on Bloomberg. Cut one. It was clear on my trip there that the sanctions that we've imposed and the whole deglobalization phenomenon and, and the fact that business feels that they have to be more careful about their supply lines has taken a toll. And it's definitely affected uh, their exports and their general mentality and their business. The second big problem they have is Xi. Who has, um, who has reasserted his control over the economy, who many of my, our investors that we talk to there feel doesn't really even understand economics. Uh, and you can, by their policy action so far, I think you probably agree with that. And so you've got really bad government policy on top of a, a bunch of difficulties, whether it's the property sector, whether it's export, exports, whether it's whatever. And, and so fascinating that here's the guy that invests in China that says the guy at the top doesn't seem to understand policy. And and that, to go back to the point I was trying to make, the other thing that impedes the foreign trade channel is the United States, and I would argue many other countries, are actively trying to, to not pull out of China, but diversify away from China. They don't want zero presence in China, but they want less. They, they're looking to hedge the bets they've made in China, whereas I would say even five years ago, they were pretty unhedged. They were they were all in on China. And now they realize, hmm, that might not have been such a great bet. I better take a break here when we come back. I want to play more from that interview last night. Uh, you're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. Pragertopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pragertopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, Pragertopia Unlimited. Go to Pragertopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Colorectal cancer doesn't stop for COVID-19. Hello, I'm Dr. Cecilia Brewington. If you are age 45 or older, it's time to return to care and get tested. The government requires insurance companies to cover not only colonoscopy, but a range of tests, including virtual colonoscopy and other less invasive exams. Talk to your doctor about your options today. For more information on virtual colonoscopy, visit radiologyinfo.org. Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit MakeMeAFirefighter.org. 
from South St. Paul to Southeast Asia and Little Canada to regular-sized Canada. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. Well, hopefully, hopefully there'll be a, a heat break because supposedly uh, temperatures into the 90s uh, today. Uh, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440, 651-289-4477. We're finishing up, um, probably going to spill a little into the second hour, discussion about China. Um, last night on Wall Street Week, a great I encourage you to just go find it. It's about a nine-minute piece, so you can find it on YouTube. Uh, just look up um, look up uh, Summer's Ratner Wall Street Week and restrict your search to yesterday, and you'll find it. Uh, maybe Ratner Summer's China. That might do it, too. Um, but uh, Stephen Ratner, who is the chief, chief investment officer for, uh, for Willett Advisors, uh, former Obama uh, Treasury official um, had uh, was talking about China, and he just had talked about the fact that 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 uh, sanctions or, or the the sanctions the United States places on China are actually biting. Okay, which is complementary of the policies that have have actually occurred through both of the last two administrations. Um, and then and then said that uh, it appears that. Uh, President Xi might not might not have a full grasp of the policies that are needed here. Let's continue. Let's continue with him. Cut number two. Everybody talks about their debt. Nobody talks about their assets. The IMF just came out with a paper in the last few days that basically tried to look at the balance sheet, assets and liabilities of the Chinese government. And while their net assets have been coming down, they're still substantially positive. I think if you went through the same exercise for the U.S., you'd find a different result. And that's that's I found that fascinating. One thing I do think the do think the Chinese government might have that. But my question really is, am I really willing to accept anybody's statement about what China's assets and liabilities are? I did such a study for the government of Indonesia about 25 years ago. Right after right after the rupiah crisis, there was a there was a World Bank sponsored project in in uh, Jakarta, and I spent the better part of a summer there in 2000. And what we tried to do is get at a balance sheet and try. And the issue in, in in Indonesia for me was always how do I price, how do I price the value of the oil reserves that really were held by the government of Indonesia. Um, once I was able to sort of come to an agreement on what that what that was. It was basically accounting at that point. It, it, you didn't need an economist for that part, but actually trying to price the value of a natural resource stream was. How do I price the value of housing that is in the control of local governments, but with these strange structures through places like Evergrande and and Country Gardens? Uh, what's the liability? What's the exposure to places like Zhongzhi? I don't know that you really could do that. Summers said some of that, but he also said this, what I thought was the more interesting part. This is cut number three. There's a basic tension between the politics and the economics in Chinese political economy. Is control going to rest with the 100 million people who are members of the party or the 1.2 billion Chinese citizens who are not members of the party? The expansionary fiscal policy consumption-led growth agenda is basically an agenda of spreading money all over the place and shifting it from the control of the Communist Party to the control of regular people who aren't part of the Communist Party. And the thought from Larry Summers then is it's not really likely they'll do that. Will the central government actually agree to take on the debts of these local governments and and these property managers? Because that, in fact, 
actually does. You know, when we talk about debt overhang in China, and actually I have this issue with debt overhang in any country that has a significant amount of central control. I think the important point Summers is making is it's whose debt is it, whose assets are they that you're putting in. And what he's saying is if by if you don't do cons- if you do consumption led growth, you're reducing you're reducing the the value of what's on the on the, the the balance sheet of the government. But the question is, does the does the balance sheet of the government only include the balance sheet for the central government, or does it include the balance sheets of all the local governments and the local parties? That's what's weird and kind of broken about the political economy of China, is that the Chi- it seems to me the Chinese government generally is not willing to recognize the debt that they have from the other side. I think I have another enough time to play the response to this. This was Stephen Ratner's response last night on Bloomberg, cut number four. I think fundamentally the deal between the Chinese government and the people has always been, we're going to make you rich and let us control and you know you're not going to have free speech you're not going to have this you're not going to have that but you're going to get into the middle class and so forth and Xi I think fundamentally does believe that I think at the on the other side the tension he faces is that he doesn't want to lose control of things and when the tech companies and the tech billionaires and Jack Ma and all that were sort of asserting themselves is when if you remember he started to pull pull the reins in so if he's not willing to give up control as Ratner says this is right then, the, then it seems like the way he's trying to assert control, which is very interesting, is basically to tell companies like Evergrande and Country Gardens and Zhongzhi, you're on your own. You have to figure it out. I think that's what explains the bankruptcy proceedings. And I think that means that there's going to be significant instability in the Chinese property markets and the Chinese economy more generally. I have to explain this to you more during the second hour, but this hour of China has been very important, uh, uh, I think, because I think the impact on that back to the United States is going to be significant in terms of our ability to to trade and produce and consume, not only here in the U.S., but throughout the West. We'll be right back after these messages. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-583-0141. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-583-0141. That's 800-583-0141. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. More than 80 million Americans count on AM radio stations like this one for news, important weather updates, and the opportunity to discuss and debate important issues facing our country. But some people want to remove AM radio from new cars being manufactured, and we can't let that happen. The Senate Commerce Committee has approved the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, Senate Bill 1669, and moved it on for a vote in the full Senate. It's also facing action in the U.S. House. Your U.S. Senator and your representative in Congress are in your home state during the annual congressional recess this August. When you see your senator or congressman visiting your community, please tell them that you want their support to keep AM radio strong, vibrant, and available to you in your car. This is your opportunity to stand up and be heard. 
Text AM to 52886. That's AM to 52886 to tell Congress to support AM radio. C.S. Lewis once said, education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. There's bulls and even black swan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.